The following audio is from The House in Rogers, Arkansas. More information about The House Church can be found at www.welcometothehouse.com. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I'm kind of excited about the NBA Finals. I just am. I know that's a weird way to start the service, but I just, I just am. I've been wanting to see LeBron and, uh, uh, and Steph go at it since last year. And um, I just am. I'm excited about it. But, but I'm, I'm, and so I am excited about that. But I play catch up. I play catch up on the NBA because I really don't watch it until the finals. Uh, but what I'm really excited about is football. Okay, and I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I just am. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Wiseman followed the star. That's how I roll. And so um, I'm just saying um, okay, I'm a Cowboy fan. And I, I, I actually listen. I, so it, I, I, we have four kids, so I don't have a lot of downtime. I really don't have any hobbies but taking care of my wife and my children. But, um, and so any other thing that I do, I, I'm, I'm at the church. But I think my third thing, but distant, is I follow the Cowboys. So I have like three different Cowboy apps on my phone. And if you want to know what I'm doing on my downtime, is I'm reading who we drafted, what free agency, what happened, who's our running back. And so I'm pretty, I'm pretty I, gotta, I tell you, I'm pretty excited about hearing the information about our team. And some of you are like, this is so unspiritual, I don't even believe. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going somewhere with this. And, and so... Uh, I'll tell you this, that it, it, it's amazing to uh, listen to all of this information. And I find it so weird because it's easy for me to listen to talk radio, but sometimes it's harder for me to listen to my wife or my children or people who really want to say something and speak into my life. People, you know, I mean, Mad Dog Sports, these guys don't love me. You know what I'm saying? And so I just listen to them, but I can listen to it all day long. I literally, there's some people that get a little high pitch and I have to switch the channel, but I can literally listen all day long to some talk radio. But then when people want to have a conversation with me, just like after like 30 seconds, my face is melting off. Get to the point, get to the point, get to the point. I don't know why, that's just me. I, I like to talk. I'm not, I, I, listening is a, it's like I have to really work. So if you ever hear me in, or see me in a conversation and I'm there for five minutes, you can know I love you. I'm loving you in that moment because I am severely, and so I am locking all of that in to talk to you. They're out, they're, all of these forces are out, birds are chirping and I'm not looking, I'm not looking, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Children are playing near the street and my parental thing picks over, I'm like, <gasps> yeah, but I'm, uh, they're not my kids. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just telling you. And I don't know why, but you know, God, my, my assignment today that I really feel like has put, God's put on my heart is when he speaks. When he speaks, and I want to look at just a few verses, and I want to dive into this concept a little bit more. But there are two verses that I want to look at, and then we're going to spend some time on a third verse. But just a few verses. James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20 says this. James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20 says, Understand this, dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. Dang. Human... You know, anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. And then let's go to one more verse, 
real quick. Proverbs 16, 20. He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. And I, I want to dive down on this idea of listening. There are many verses in the Bible that talk about listening. And God has so many life-changing concepts He wants to give us. And, and I don't know, I, I, I just fight sometimes listening. Not just listening to Him, but just listening. We have four kids in my house and everybody wants to talk all the time. And there are times that I just need everybody to be quiet. Come on, anybody, anybody know about I just need y'all to be quiet. But it's not because I want silence. That's my wife. She wants silence. I just want everybody to be quiet so I can talk. You know what I mean? I, it's like, y'all are talking too much. I have something to say. You know, like, you know? And it's amazing how, how much, and some of you who are your listeners, and you, you just naturally listen, you just... You know, when someone wants to talk, you're just like, tell me about it. And you could be there all day. Your coffee can get cold. It's cool. You're just, you're just leaning into this conversation. And, and, and you're probably judging people like us. <laughs> well, some people just talk too much. But, but, but it's amazing that it does take both sides, and it does take talkers, and it does take listeners. But what I have found out in being a talker is many times our inability to listen will stifle our progress. Yeah. Proverbs 18.2, it's not on the, on the board, uh, it's not on the camera there, but I do want to say, Proverbs 18.2 says this, A fool <laughs> finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinion. Who are we in a culture where everybody, everybody's got an opinion and everybody is validated enough to share it? It's like, you know what I'm saying? I have to share this opinion about um, our schools, our, our government, our, what we, we just have all of these opinions and I need to be able to share it. But it's vital in our instruction from the Lord that our automatic responses don't dampen the light and the truth that the Father wants to give us. See, we all have automatic responses. When we get quiet, there's an automatic response. When someone wants to talk to us, there's an automatic response. When someone wants to really talk about maybe something that could hinder us, we have this automatic defense mechanism that pops up and wants to immediately start to tell someone, but you don't know the whole situation. Well, that wasn't my heart. And many times in a conversation, we start defending our position rather than accepting some input. Come on. It's very easy for us to be an egotist, selfish, the selfish nature that, that wants to defend ourselves rather than listening. And there's a passage that I want us to look at because I think Jesus, and this is a, it's a very simple passage, and you would read it real quickly because you would think there's not really a lot there. But as we dive into this, I think you're going to see, and I want to pull out six thoughts that I want to give you. I'm going to give you three today, and then I'll give you three next week. But here, here's the passage in Luke chapter 11, verse 27. And it says this, And it happened as he spoke these things, a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed 
is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed, nursed you. But he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Now, I don't know about you, but I like, I, I like exclamation points. I feel like they make me happy. I don't know why, but when I see an exclamation point, I was taught in grade school to read it with inflection, and so I read it with inflection. You know, I, I, and so I see them, they pop out to me, because we had a teacher when I was young that made you stand up at the class if you were reading, and, and, and you, read, you had to read it like three times in a row, and if it had an exclamation point, you had to really read it. And so I see this, and, and I don't know, I wasn't there. And I want to take anything out of the Bible. But I almost can see Jesus is doing miracles. Things are happening. Jesus is teaching. And, and in, the, in a random moment, this, this woman just kind of just is going to say this thing to in, encourage Jesus and, and, and brag on his mom and you know, just kind of, have you ever had those people that just say something in a moment and you're like, okay, where did that come from? That's cool. That's cool. And I kind of see this, blessed is the woman who bore you and the breast that nursed you. Now, I mean, in that day, I mean, it would be awkward if I w walked up to you <laughs> today and said that to you. Maybe that, that's not my go-to jam, you know, that I, I'm talking to you. I'm like, I'm like hey, Nick, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Nathan, I appreciate your ability to play the piano. Blessed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would use that context. But Jesus just instantly comes back with an excitement. I felt like it, she was excited and he was excited and everybody was excited. Blessed are you. And he goes, and more than that, blessed are those that hear the word and keep it. She was talking about his mother, but so was he. So is he. So you, it's not that the woman was just great. It's that she heard the word yeah, and she kept it even when it would mean that people would talk about her. Come on, somebody. Even when it meant that she had to go against the system of that day, even when it made her look wrong, but in reality... Now we are like, man, Mary had some faith. And it's not just Mary, but Jesus is talking about a concept. And in this one little sentence, he unpacks something that's very vital to the Christian life. Because a lot of people hear it and nod to it. You know, Christians as a whole, we, it's very easy for us to do church like Pavlov's theory. We ring the bell, the dog salivates, that whole scientific experiment. And so we come in, and if we're not careful, we will sing a song and listen and do, but never really take the concept and the teaching and do it. And apply it to our life. And Jesus responds and says, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God. And keep it. And so I think a couple things that stick out to me as we start to talk about this is that Jesus is almost saying, the woman was saying, I'm glad you were born. And Jesus' response is, and I'm glad when people listen to the Lord when he speaks. 
I'm glad when people listen to the Lord when he speaks. When he speaks, come on, nations tremble. When he speaks, vision is cast. When he speaks, the lost come running. When he speaks, lives can be transformed. Oh, church, if we could be a, a, a body, a church that could respond when he speaks. As we dive into this and pull out these, these six thoughts, you know what? The first is this. Is have a seat, buddy. Is we have to receive his word. We have to receive his word. Many have ears, but they don't hear. And when Katie and I first got married, we started to learn about passive listening and active listening. And I don't, maybe you maybe you've heard this, but passive listening is when you can repeat the conversation, but you're absent from the discussion. You know, come on, guys, I ain't trying to talk about our superpowers. But we have, we have inherent superpowers, right? Women have inherent superpowers. And I can, my wife can be talking, and I can be multitasking, and I can be watching the television, listening to my uh, father sitting, my kids, you know, and she starts talking from the kitchen, and she's like, are you listening? And I'm like, boom, I say everything that she just said. And she's like, well, you know what I said, but you weren't listening. And I'm like, but I just told you what I said, <laughs> what you said. You know, and so it's, but, but, but passive listening is where I can repeat the conversation, but I'm absent from the discussion. In other words, all of my focus and my mental energy, well, all my understanding, my concepts are not diving into this discussion. I'm just kind of surfacing the rim. I'm just kind of, I'm the froth on the latte. I'm not really in the, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of how it, but, but here's the deal. Active listening is where you're engaged, you're a part, you're processing on the content that is being spoken in the conversation, and you are nowhere else but right there. You're nowhere else but just right there. And here's the thing. As a mate, as a parent, a leader, I can tell you that I have been in conversations where I can physically see the pushback in conversation. Come on, have y'all all been there? We're, we're, we're having a conversation and all of a sudden someone disengages. All of a sudden that they're not interested. All of a sudden something was said that, you know, it, the wall came up, Fort Knox came up and, and we're done with that conversation. Listen, just because you hear people doesn't mean you receive it. There's a difference between hearing the words and getting their heart. And words are just the first, the, just the beginning to all of the concepts that are here that sometimes we need help speaking. You know, when, when Jesus made that statement, but more blessed are those that hear the word and keep it, he was unpacking a concept that was huge, and, and if we're going to be those people that when he speaks, we actually do something, you have to receive the word. Come on, when God starts to stir you and show you and reveal to you an assignment, God has something for you to do, but you have to receive that. And so many times we can a la carte scripture, and we can a la carte the Holy Spirit, and we pick and choose what we want to do Rather, come on somebody, than what he wants us to do. 
The second thing is this, is that, you know, the first thing that we were talking about is you've got to receive the word. But the second thing is you've got to release your faith. You've got to release your faith. Just having a moment of transparency here, God will never tell you the how or the why before the what. And, and in this culture that we live in where branding and marketing is everything and everybody is doing TED Talks and YouTube Talks on, on the why behind the what and, and what are you doing and, and that will tell me why you're doing it. But God is not like that. God will drop something into your heart and something into your mind and you'll read something out of scripture and he'll drop something into your spirit and he will say something to you and that word should be enough for there to be movement. As we look through scripture, all God did with Mary is tell her, hey, You've been chosen to have the Son of God. And, 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 and he, it's gonna, she's like, how? I, I haven't been with a man. And he's, he's like, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to touch your womb, and life is going to be there. And he did not say, okay, now, before you sign up to this, we have a contract. It's like a 20-page contract. I need you to look over all of the things that could happen and all of the conversations that could, ha could, could happen because of this awesome God moment. And make especially uh, give attention to lines 20 through uh, 45, where it talks about how your family will totally um, be mad at you, probably cut you off. They may even send you away for a while. I just want you to make sure you get that and put your initials by those numbers and then sign the contract. Doesn't happen. God tells Abraham to go, and Abraham's like, where? And God's like, well, I'm going to show you. That's cool. I have my family. I'm kind of set. Financially, we're doing okay, but you want me to just go? Yeah, yeah, just, just go. Cool. Awesome. That's great. It's like your wife getting in the car and saying, I'm ready for our trip. Where are we going? I'm going to tell you. That ain't going to fly. It's like that. I need to have a GPS. I need to know when we're going to get there. I need to know what we're doing. I want to know how much the hotel costs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, but all throughout the Bible, even at the very beginning, when God put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden, he did not sit down and tell Adam, Adam, bro, here's the deal. That tree, the knowledge of good and evil, it sounds kind of, you know, mysterious. But really, here's the deal. When you eat it, everything in your life is going to be terrible. Actually, you're going to have two sons, and, and I already know the end from the beginning, and one's going to kill the other. And really, it's going to start a life of death. And I, I want to sit down, I want to tell you all of that first so that you know that when you eat that tree and when you actually think about God, serpent's going to come to you. He's going to deceive your wife and she's going to come bring you. I want to walk you through all of this because really the reason... He didn't do any of that. And a lot of times we're like, God, I'll do anything if you tell me how and why and when and what and who. I'll be reckless for you. If you just handle everything first... Put a meal in the bank account. Come on. 
new tires on the car, and we're going to go evangelize the world. We're going to get crazy up in this peak. I'm telling you. That's how we want it. We want safety and security. We don't want to live by faith. We don't want to believe that God is going to do it or God is going to build it or something's going to come. We don't want to believe. We, we want, okay, um, when we start talking about starting the, the, the church, the house, and moving up to Rogers from Hot Springs, there were countless times when we were just in the room alone after the kids went to bed and we're like, we're crazy. We're crazy. We're, cra we're crazy. But God, you told me to do it, and I can't get it. I tried not to do it. I really, at points, don't want to do it. Yeah. Not because I didn't believe that, that we, I, I didn't even know if we could do it. But, but, I, but I just didn't see how. How? How are we going to meet people? I'm going to walk up and say, hello, my name is Stephen Sex. I'm starting church. You should come. <laughs> cool. Really not weird. <laughs> I mean, how in the world? But, but I started reading. And see, that's why you got to get into the Word. And you cannot build your faith your own. You can't. you got to get in. you got to get into the Word because the Word will start building your faith because you'll see God's character. You'll see what God is. You'll see what God does. Come on, somebody. And you'll read that David walked into, he was leaving and done and went to a cave and found 500 men who later became his mighty men and was the people that helped him in the, all I can tell you is, I don't know how God does what he does, but, but, I operate on what I see, but my faith is built on what I can read and what I can understand and these stories. And that's why we dive into this. That's why it's not just religious homework. But come on, I, I, I think this way, but I need to know what you think. You got to release your faith. Come on, it's very easy. When, when, when God wants to do something in your life for fear and doubt and anxiety and all of these things to start coming about. I remember when I was serving my pastor, younger, he would ask me to do something or make an adjustment or he would tell me I could do something and then come in and ch just change all of it. And I remember being so frustrated in those moments because I'm like... You know, I mean, I didn't do that to him, but in my mind, because I respected him and I honored him, but, but in my mind, I was like, why are you going to give me something to do? You ain't going to let me do it. <laughs> you know, I had all these thoughts in my mind, but it, but it was amazing. There were sometimes he would tell me why, and then there were sometimes he wouldn't. And I just had to, am I going to do it, or am I not going to do it? And I could see the benefit in time. You know, maybe the things that you're praying that God will do is he's looking for something to happen in you first. Yeah. He's looking for something to happen in you first. Everyone believes in something, career, achievements, friends, family, themselves. And all of those areas are great, but they can't fix a longing heart. They can't. It's a relationship with Jesus it's a relationship with Jesus, and he is the only one that can water those dry places. He is the light when we feel darkness. He is that one. And today I want to let you know 
that God desires to speak to you. He wants to speak through his word, through his people, through a song, through a sky. Come on. You'll be driving and the sun goes down and you're just like captivated. You're like, God is speaking to me in this moment. Even though I don't really hear anything, man, I'm just captivated by God. I'm just, I, I see how small I really am and how petty I really am. And the things that I think are so big are really not that big. And I, I'm just driving. I don't know, anybody ever been there where you have those moments? Come on. Many times we don't release our faith because of doubt or what we see or all of the unknowns. Suddenly, we've got to, to build our faith by getting into this word and we've got to make something happen here. God's given it to us. This Bible, it gets dusty. Come on, that app. We signed up for that Bible app. And we we're going to read through that Bible app. And the progress on that Bible hadn't left like 3%. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I ain't hating. I'm just saying. Come on, release your faith. Having a community of like-minded people is important. That's why we do the small groups. That's why we do framework. And let me just tell you this. Just because I want a community of like-minded people does not mean I don't love other people. We're in a culture where everybody promotes diversity and tolerance and being open-minded. And that is great. And while I will love all of those people, I want to connect myself with people who are going to build my faith. Come on. Who, 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 who will speak to my spirit when, I, when I'm down or discouraged they give me the word not, they don't give me Dr. Phil you know what I'm saying they, I, they, don't, they don't try to you know, walk me through my psychosis they really help me remember what God said remember who you are remember what God's going to do remember the thing that was spoken over you remember when you were in, in 16 years old and you heard this remember God is not done God is not done God is not. that's what I need I don't need someone giving me an alternate road. I need someone bringing me back to the king. And, and we have a hard time as a church culture dealing with that because it's either all this or all this. And why can't we love this but learn from this? That, that's how we grow as a believer. The last thing that I want to tell you is this. We respond with action. Jesus said, but blessed is the person who hears the word and keeps it. Look, you can, ex you can receive the pass as a receiver. But if you don't keep the ball, it doesn't matter how big the catch was. You're still walking back to the bench with your head down. It doesn't matter if you had a few good plays. We have an enemy that wants to still kill and destroy your life. And you've got to keep that thing. And for those of you that, that maybe you're on the sidelines, I want to tell you, you keep the thing that God produced in you when you were little. There's someone took you to church. Someone spoke over your life. You keep that because the enemy is wanting to rob that from your life. He's wanting you to get off. And there's a lot of things that cause us to get off. Hurt, offense, people saying one thing and doing another. And, and all I can tell you is this, that's people. 
That's people. And if you're looking for perfect people, you're not going to find perfect people. Even saved people who love God have issues. Come on, somebody. We are not issue free. But I tell you this, I'd rather run with someone that I know will never quit. Did you hear what I'm saying? Then, then, then run with someone that will tell me they'll never fall. I'd rather run with those people. Because as soon as I start believing, dear God, you may never, you may never say anything mean to your husband. You may never say anything. You are a perfect representation of God in the flesh. You, you don't do anything wrong. You never have a wrong thought. You never have an attitude. You never deal with any depression. You absolutely, as soon as I start believing that, That's when I'll find out that it's not true. I'd rather run with those that never quit. I may fall, but I'm going to get back up. Listen, I may, I may miss it, but I'm going to repent. I may do this, but I'm going to move forward. And who I am today and where I'm at today, I'm going to be somewhere different in a year because I'm going to continually and consistently be growing my relationship with God and I'm going to be somewhere different. Come on. Listen, there's got to be some action. There's got to be some action. Mary was asked to do the unthinkable, but there had to be action. Moses, there was action. Jonah, there was action. Noah, there was action. And if our church is going to thrive, not just our church, the house, but the church universal, if it's going to thrive, we have to be people who get off some blessed assurance and start doing something with what God has already given them. Listen, I don't know where you're at today, but I know that action is the separator. Action is the separator. And maybe God has been speaking to you about your parenting, about your marriage, about your coworker, about, about your, your, even your church involvement. I want to get more involved. I want to get more plugged in. And you just didn't know how. And the last church and the last pastor and the last woman's pastor, you know, them women pastors. You know what I'm saying? The, the one, that, that, you know what I'm saying? You, you just, you don't know how to, Take a step. Take a step. Don't live marginalized. Don't live wish woulda, shoulda, coulda. I wish I, 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 well, I, come on. God's got something for you to do. And there, in your Christian life, there will always be one thing that will always happen in your Christian life, no matter where you're at, 20 or 65. You will always be taking steps. You'll always be taking steps. Discipleship is not a program, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> you know, you'll always be taking steps. You'll always be moving toward more. You'll always be handling this little, uh, you'll always be submitting, God, take this thing. And I can run with people like that. I can run with people like that. I believe God is speaking. Nick, come on up. You guys come on up. Hear it and keep it. Hear it and keep it. Don't, don't just agree to it. Come on, we agree to things that we don't change. Oh yeah, I should do that. Oh yeah, yeah, I need to organize that area of my life. Yeah, I, I probably need to, yeah, I need to clean up my closet. I agree, it's dirty. 
but it just keeps on being, you know what I'm saying? I, I agree. Maybe today it's not enough to just agree. Maybe we need to hear what God is saying to us. What is God putting on your heart? I know there are dreams and I know there are desires in your own heart. What is God saying to you? And are you leaning into that conversation? And the next thing is keep it. Man, don't let a personality or opposition or adversity steal what God wants to give you. The fact of the matter is, the moment was great with Mary, but then she had to get on a donkey, pregnant, and ride. Okay? Let me tell you something. I know about pregnant women. Four times. We had some sciatic nerve. It was about to take us under. I'm just telling you. I can't imagine being on a donkey riding, talking about, was this, is this the Savior awesome part? I mean, you know? As you're riding a donkey up, a, I mean, they don't to pave streets. Talking, that was a hard moment. You don't think Mary thought, what in the world? I mean, it wasn't like her and God met all the time and was like, you're doing great, you're in your uh, third trimester, we've been watching you. Here's the picture of him. There was nothing, it was a talk, and then all we know from Scripture is that there was a leap in Elizabeth, but that was it. <laughs> Have you heard God say something to you? Has there been a leap? And now is it just time for you? I hear you. I'll start making steps towards that. I'll start doing it. Fear, insecurity. I believe you. I believe you. And I trust you. You got to stand up with me. Thanks for listening. To see what's happening at the house, follow us on social media at the house underscore NWA.